Welcome to Brazen, a weekly podcast where we get down and dirty on how we can live a more curious, bold, and vibrant life. We are your hosts, Callie Hughes, a functional wellness nurse practitioner, and Valerie King-Maller, a transformational life and mindset coach. In this podcast, we are helping women stop people-pleasing and perfectionism, awaken their inner badass, and discover what can happen when we take the lead in our own life. Join us every Tuesday as we explore everything available to us when we brazenly take accountability for our life and well-being. Welcome to another episode of Brazen. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about, you know, how to maintain your mental and your physical health and practice self-care while you're at work. So this is something that has kind of always been a struggle for me a little bit. I go through these phases where it's like every January, I'd be like, you know, oh, this is the year that I'm going to get my shit together and I'm going to stop, you know, just working, working, working at the expense of my mental and physical health. And it would last for all of maybe the month of January, if that and then it would all fall by the wayside and I'd go back to my old habits. So that is basically just the story of New Year's resolutions for almost everybody. There's a lot of data to support that I am not alone in that. But in the interest of, you know, kind of creating more flexibility and I don't know, just infusing self-care into my lifestyle. I remember I was talking to my dad, who is kind of like a typical workaholic, like he works seven days a week and crazy hours and, you know, rest, he'll sleep when he's dead kind of thing. I remember when I first started my initial health coaching business, I was talking to him and kind of joking, but also kind of not (laughs) about how I wanted to, like, once I had been able to leave my clinic based nine to five job, I was going to make my day work with like a siesta in the afternoon every day so that I could have a nice leisurely lunch and then take a nap because for me, naps are life. And so (laughs) he kind of looked at me like I was insane. And he's like, really? I'm like, heck yes. If I am running the show and I'm an entrepreneur and I am, you know, running my own business, I can make my workday look however the hell I want it to. And so I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. So like, how have you kind of become more self-aware, I guess, as far as how you work and how you work best? So I am definitely someone that can work really focused for like four to six hours. I would say four is more appropriate (laughs) for me, but can be really, really focused and really inspired for like four hours. But then I need to like remove myself from either the office like location or do something to kind of like 
rejuvenate, whether it's going for a walk, going for a coffee, reading, just something kind of different than what I was working on. And then I can kind of get my inspiration back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's something that I'm kind of building into the challenge is like, it's super important to have that like self-awareness to know that I'm not the kind of person who can work for eight hours, like in deep focus work. Like I need to kind of have more flexibility and stuff because I think I'm kind of the same way where if I like, I can kind of like force myself into the whole eight hour workday mindset But it's kind of weird because it almost there's like this whole shift that happens where all of a sudden, if I'm like, okay, I'm in it for eight hours, like I get so focused that I forget to drink any water and I have nothing to drink all day. And then I like forget to eat. It's like really weird because all these like super basic functions. I almost compartmentalize that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm working for eight hours. So I don't need to eat or drink anything or talk to anybody or do (laughs) anything that's like, like standing up from my desk and stretching. Nope, not a need. I am a machine. (laughs) Yes. No, it's so true. And I think that it's really interesting to like actually pay attention to your workday and kind of how it flows because I notice that for me, I'm really much better if I can do my people-centered stuff in the morning. So like a lot of meetings or coaching or, you know, our meetings or podcasting, anything that's kind of like includes other people. But the afternoons are very much my focused work where I can like really sort of shut off everything and sort of go sort of, yeah, more quiet internal thought-provoking work can be done in the afternoon. And it's just really interesting because I wouldn't have noticed that if I didn't take the time to sort of check in with myself. But what you're describing too, of just like, you know, not being in so much of a flow state that you don't even stop to take a break ever can also be feel really gratifying, but also not be great for your health long-term if you're not sort of checking in with yourself. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that that's kind of when I was working in the clinic, a lot of times I would kind of find myself in that type of a routine where it's like, just, I don't know, like flowing, I guess, but almost like flowing so fast that it's like a destructive, <laughs> yeah, unhealthy like, whitewater <laughs> rafting through my work day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think there's a difference between like passionate, like you're passionate about what you're doing and you're like just losing track of time versus when you just feel like you need to be a machine and have to plow through your work day. Yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of feel like it's different for me now because I find that I kind of have a different mindset around my work day where now that I'm not in the clinic and I'm working from home doing kind of a variety of different tasks and I have the flexibility, I think that's the key is that I have the flexibility and I know that kind of just subconsciously where I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to block off this two hours to do deep focus work. And then I'm going to 
take a break and I'll go in the house and like switch over a load of laundry and just kind of like do something that totally disengages me and then I'll come Mm -hmm. back. And that I think has been a big factor in just like my overall well-being feeling so much better now is because I'm not having consecutive days where it's like I drink you know, 12 ounces of fluids all day long because (laughs) I've just been like in workhorse mode, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I love that idea too of like what you said of just like going and switching your laundry and doing something slightly different because I also think that it's like multitasking without multitasking. It's like you're like accomplishing all these things, but you're also like still have your focused work and then you're taking a little break and doing something else and then coming back where you're not having that thing where you're so multitasking like you've actually blocked off space for like this particular deep thinking thing and then you're moving on to something else and not trying to do like everything you know in that one spot because I think that that's always kind of dangerous (laughs) to get into yeah totally I would agree so I think that for me there's a mindset thing where it's like, okay, because I went through these phases, like at different points, usually it was around the new year when I was in my old job that was clinic based. And it would be like, okay, I'm going to really focus on my self care this year. And I'd be really good about like, saying, okay, this week, I'm going to plan on, you know, working a longer day, but I'm going to take an hour lunch break so that I can have a relaxing lunch and then I can go out for a walk. And like, I kind of planned the days that I was able to stay a little bit longer so I could have a more of a break during lunch. And then I'd be more mindful about like setting my Fitbit or my Apple watch to, give me those reminders to stand up. And then I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, my timer went off. And then I'd stand up and I would do like a little stretch thing. But then like usually by February, I was like, oh yeah, there's that buzz reminder. Like, nah, I'll do it later. <laughs> yes. It's just kind of like I slip into like that effort. I'm just going to like keep working through it mode. I don't yeah. know. But that's not really an issue now. Like I kind of getting better about, you know, having that be a more sustained thing than just like a yeah every year in January kind of thing. (laughs) What are your thoughts on how you break that feeling though? Because I would say that that is exactly, you know, we described it as being in a flow state, but it's in a bad flow state where you're- like a destructive flow. (laughs) Yeah. Where you're like choosing that instinct of, no, I'm just going to get my work done. Like, I don't want to stand up. I don't want to disrupt myself, but also like balancing in self-care. Like, do you have any sort of thoughts on (laughs) how to- Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I don't know, this is going to sound probably like really- tough love e mm-hmm. <laughs> but i think the biggest issue is that there's a lack of self respect in mm-hmm. that because i think that was a big problem of mine and why i had the issue with burnout that i did is because i wasn't showing 
my mind and my body the respect that it deserved in order to be able to get my work done and do good work, but also not destroy my physical and mental health at the expense of doing a good job at work, if that makes sense. So like, I think the difference was in January, I'd be like, okay, new year, new me, like, let's do this. And then I just fall into the same old habits because old habits die hard. And if you've always been the kind of person who's like putting, you know, your job or your career ahead of whatever your own needs are, it takes a lot more diligence to break that or it takes a complete change in your environment, which I gave myself by leaving the clinic and then starting to work from home, it was like just a completely different routine, different location. I had none of the same cues, you know, to kind of slip into those old habits. But I think if you're not going to just like put in your notice at your job and like be like, okay, for my mental health, I am quitting. (laughs) Like if that's not where you're at, then I think that Probably just being super mindful about the need to create new habits. And I think it would have been more successful for me when I tried those new January resolutions that I was going to take better care of myself and whatever. The first time that I caught myself ignoring that buzz reminder on my watch to stand up and do a stretch break or something, I think if the first time I caught myself ignoring it, I paused and reminded myself, no, we're not going to ignore this. We're going to make sure to take a one to two minute break every hour just to stand up, stretch our body like focus on something far away rather than just staring Mm -hmm. at a computer screen for hours on end. I think that probably would have made a big difference in me being able to maintain that habit and kind of create a new habit. But that's the hard part because it's our brains really fight us every step of the way when we try to do a new, like create a new habit like that. So that's the challenge is sticking with it and like kind of being your own coach almost or like being your own parent and being like, no, we're not going to do this. (laughs) We're going to stick to what we said. Yeah. It's probably also worth like deep diving into why you feel that way. Because I think that like you don't necessarily get an obvious reward for self-care. Like when you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in a stretch, you know, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. No one's like giving you a pat on the back. Like, but, you know, you do get rewarded for like great work and being like a hard worker. And so I think a lot of times it's easy if you're a people pleaser to be just ignoring all of your personal needs. But the key and the thing that people don't sort of recognize in that situation is your personal well being only helps you be better in all areas of your life. And Mm -hmm. so particularly like I, as you know, work with entrepreneurs and, you know, if they're not taking care of themselves, they're not going to be able to 
they're like their business's biggest asset. So they really need to be okay. And so I think that that's really just something to look at is, you know, there isn't going to be someone giving you a like gold star for doing it, but you need to do it (laughs) for the success of your business or your career. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's hard because self-care really is a long game Mm -hmm. because there isn't that immediate gratification. And honestly, like our brains want the immediate gratification and that's usually doing the thing that's not great for us long-term. Yeah. And so I think that something that really helps is also, we talked about this in one of the past episodes. I think it was the episode about renegotiating household duties, but gamifying as much as you can. That kind of gives you that dopamine hit with the immediate gratification. So like, if you like, let's do the whole like standing up every hour Mm -hmm. to kind of stretch out thing. Let's take that for example. So if I set a goal for myself that, okay, every hour that I am at work today, I am going to listen to my watch and stand up for at least a minute every hour. And if I actually hit that goal, then I reward myself with something at the end of the day or at the end of the week after a while. You know, you kind of can build up the habit that way. And that kind of makes it a little bit more fun. And, you know, when you're kind of every time you do it, you're like, ooh, one hour closer to meeting my goal (laughs) and getting, I don't know, whatever it is. But yeah, so that's kind of a way that you can circumvent the whole like, you know, psychology of it all. (laughs) Yeah. And I think also competing, like for me, I'm not great with like gamifying things when I'm the only participant, but if I'm participating against someone else and competing, that's much more like motivating for me. So even if you take a coworker or, you know, a business bestie or whatever and challenge each other for, you know, steps or water that you drank or, you know, number of times you stood up and stretched during the day or whatever it is, it can be really fun and make each other like accountable as well. So yeah, that's a really good idea too. I like the idea of kind of getting your coworkers involved and having like, you know, an office competition or something. And maybe it's like every month you guys can pick a different habit to work on. Like maybe one month it's you know, drinking eight glasses of water a day. And then the next month it's like, okay, making sure that you stand up every hour and like tracking that. It's kind of fun because different apps, like, you know, if you have an Apple watch or a Fitbit or, you know, something like that, it tracks the standing up thing. And so that's a pretty objective thing, you know, you can just look back on your phone, like on the app and see if you met that goal or not. So maybe just like go through your different apps and see like, oh, okay, everybody's phone tracks steps. Mm -hmm. And so we're all going to try to get a certain number of steps every day or, you know, things like that can kind of help build camaraderie and like, you know, build the morale in the office while also helping you, you know, establish some healthier 
habits that are good for your mental and physical health. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So those are some ideas for you on how to improve your self-care and your mental and physical health in the office, in the workplace. And if you have any other ideas, you know, we would love to hear them because crowdsourcing different ideas for workplace wellness is always a kind of a fun topic for me. Maybe I'm just like a weirdo about (laughs) workplace wellness. I don't know. But we would really love for you to follow this podcast if this is something that you resonated with. And that way you won't miss any future episodes. And share this with a friend. If you have a friend who's in leadership or an entrepreneur with a team, because this is some pretty helpful information for them to have. And we will be back next week with another episode. Until then, keep being brazen. <laughs>